You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. I, I must mention something about that thumbnail. Ashley Young looks very like Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather in that thumbnail. I don't know, whatever way it looks. It looks like he's going to scrap with someone as well, and, and I hope he brings that fight with him at the weekend because um, I'm sure Kevin De Bruyne got a bit of a roasting after the last game that they played against Villa, considering 37-year-old Ashley Young had him in his pocket for most of the game. But uh, we'll get on to that in a moment. Firstly, Paddy, I must inquire about your well-being. How are you, Paddy? I'm not too bad. Good. It's been a it's been a busy week. I'm looking forward to the weekend, and I get to fly to Manchester tomorrow evening and spend a lovely weekend in Manchester. Hopefully, hopefully not spoiled by a game of football, but that remains to be seen, and probably will happen. But we'll get to that later on. But I'm good. Thanks for asking. And yourself? Excellent. I'm okay. I've, I, as people will know, I've got this nasty cough for the last ages, and I think I've finally beaten it. I think I've finally beaten it. So, I've, uh, I, although I do have the hat on today, the only reason I've got the hat on today is because they're back in stock again. And I know there's a couple of people who are who've been waiting to get theirs out who bought them on back order uh, for a while. So um, that's why I've got the hat on today. But yes, I think I've finally beaten this this cough that I've had for the last. Uh, Oh, geez, it must be about six weeks now. But, um, yeah, so life is good. That, and it's good, Paddy. It's good to talk about life being good because um, I've taken a bit of a break from podcasting since Leicester last week. And it was a bit of a letdown, I think. That's that's kind of the when I woke up on Monday morning. Sunday morning. Was it Sunday night? Was it Sunday we played Leicester? No, Saturday. it was Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lost a complete day because I was at a mate's 40th on Sunday. Um. But I woke up Monday and, morning. And it was a bank holiday, which didn't help matters. 
<laughs> exactly. It was a bank holiday here in Ireland. Exactly. So that didn't help matters. But um, yeah, so I woke up Monday morning. That's exactly kind of the feeling I had. It was like, yeah, it's kind of a letdown. Bit of a lost opportunity and a letdown. But we got to move on and we move on to Manchester City. And uh, don't get any easier from here on in for the next two games. But it's always the case. And I think that Una Emery, I, I said it before the, the Leicester game, that when you have Una Emery in charge, you kind of always have a puncher's chance. Um, and and we're away from home. We've gotten two good results under his tenure already away from home, one against Brighton and one against against uh, Spurs. And we'd be hoping that we get a trio of good results by going to the Etihad because Man City have stuttered a small bit over the last couple of weeks. They have. And we, we'll get on to a bit later, but they're not exactly having the best week they could possibly have uh, after mm. losing... Losing against Spurs at the weekend, and then the news breaking during the week that, yeah, we've heard it all before, but we'll get back to that as well. But yes, we can, uh, we can, uh, we can have hope, but it will only be hope because I just have the fear that they they'll turn it on this weekend. They they've very few back to back defeats or poor results in the last. Since they won it, maybe in twenty eleven, I'd say I'd say you could probably count on one hand the amount of times they've had back to back poor results. So uh, I expect them to turn it on against us, and why wouldn't they? That's what they always do against us. And I don't have many happy memories in this stadium. I was there the last time we beat them in two thousand and seven mm. with my seven year old nephew, who's now twenty five, I think. <laughs> yeah, that'd be about it. Maybe not seven year old, maybe he's about ten year old, but uh, he's he's twenty five now. He's a Man City fan. I was in the away end; they were in the the home end. All, as everybody that listens regularly knows, all my family are Man City fans. At least I can say they were Man City fans back in two thousand and seven when we beat them. So they they can't all be. While some of the younger ones can be classed as glory hunters, the rest of them can't. Yeah, that's it, like. We we will get on to the I suppose the big news about Manchester City this week and hopefully we can compound their misery. But before we do that, I think I read a statistic and it gave AFC Stato might have had it up um during the week. Uh Man City haven't lost two games in a row in Donkey's years, but every time they lose a game, they win the next game and they've won them something like on an aggregate score of sixty nine goals to nine. Or something. So they like to come out and prove a point. Um. So with that in mind, I did a, a Man City podcast earlier on today. Um. Jesus, I can't even remember what it was. Ninety two thirty, I think, is what it was called. Uh, the Man City podcast. And um, basically, they were saying, "What way are you going to set up?" And I goes, "Let's don't laugh at me, but we're going to play seven at the back." And you know what? It sounds unsexy, and it look and it is unsexy. But none of us Villa fans could give a shit. Essentially, that's what I said. Because we're going to play probably six at the back, if not seven. And it's up to you guys to break us down. And we're going to hit you on the counter. We're going to leave leave Bailey wide. We're going to leave Ollie Watkins up top. We're going to leave maybe a John McGinn type or somebody like that, or a Jacob Ramsey type, um, kind of pull in and be, be the furthest forward midfielder. And best of luck to you guys if we can break a pace, because that's something we've done well under Una Emery. And then... It was funny because the, 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 the City fan, Howard was his name, um, he turned and he said to me, he goes, that's terrifying because good and all as our team is, that's the way teams have been beating us so simply this year, uh, this uh, in, in the last few few weeks. Um, so he gave me a glimmer of hope that we would uh, we would get something from the weekend with that bit of nugget of information. 
Well, I have to say I do have a glimmer of hope. And the reason I have a glimmer of hope is that they're not playing like they were at the start of the season. Um, I think a lot of managers have found out their weakness and I may as well say it now. I, I think their weakness is where they had strength in numbers for the last many years without playing a central striker. There's a bit of space in there. So uh, our midfield will, will have a little bit more time on the ball than you would have usually had against a Man City team that played with no strikers and just uh, swarmed in, in around that area. So I, I, I think they can be picked off. I think we will score a goal, but I do believe they will score more. Um, just because they're Man City, just because uh, the last two times it was there, we were robbed by once by VAR and once by uh, uh, oh, I wasn't at that one. The, the the ghost goal when Rodri came from behind mm. Tyrone Mings. They even had to invent a new law of the game afterwards. So for those for those kind of reasons, maybe they won't get those reasons this week. <laughs> you know, they might not get those decisions with the ill feeling from the Premier League towards them. But I, I don't believe it for one minute. The 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 whole. Uh, the whole farce that is financial fair play will mean very little in a couple of weeks if they throw a few results together. Yeah, and we'll get on to that. We'll, we'll end the podcast on that because I don't have very much to say on it. Um, mm. And to be honest with you, I've only just kind of breezed over it because the process is going to take so long anyway. I'll have forgotten about all this crack anyway by the time it's announced. Um, but you mentioned one player there, Paddy, the guy who scored that ghost goal against us, or that goal that, whereby... Uh, they rewrote the rule book afterwards, and um, you know, in my travels today and speaking to to Man City podcasts, uh, I I kept on mentioning his name. I'm mentioning Rodri, and that Rodri likes to score goals against us. He's pivotal, um, for Manchester City, and that's exactly the feedback that was coming back was that he needs to be on his game because, um, you know, with the likes of Fernandinho and those moving on in recent years. Um, Rodri's going to be in there. Yes, Gunnuan is in there, and De Bruyne is now playing more of a, well. He's always kind of played more of that kind of in in that three man midfield. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're going to have a Kenji, Laporte, uh, probably Lewis, probably Ake uh, at the back, and you know the 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 consensus I've seen from reading online as well is that the 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 jury's out like on on. And the Kanji being in there, and the jury's out on, on on what that midfield can do without having yeah, um, and and, and, and they've problems at that left full back position as well. Exactly. They, they, they're they're not yeah. sure about Lewis just yet. He's still a young young man. Aki is a bit of a duck out of water if he plays yeah. there. Um, I'd say they're regretting selling Sinchenko because he was he was solid for them both in, in attack yeah. and defense when they had him. So I think that was a mistake as well. So yes, yes, there's problems there. Yes, there are green shoots of hope for us, but I don't know. <laughs> well, just... I know, and and look, as I suppose that's we are the positive podcast. Like we like to put a positive yeah. spin as best we can, and specifically. And look, if I wasn't positive, I wouldn't be going. I wouldn't be traveling exactly. to go and watch him. And you know, the, it, it's the one time since he left as well that Jack Grealish is playing the best football. Under yeah. uh, as as a Man City player, so look, it's just typical. He'll probably start the weekend. He'll probably rip us apart. Hopefully, he won't. Hopefully, Ashley Young will have the measure of him, but we'll see. 
And if he scores, do you know what? Go in, fucking celebrate the fuck. It's not like as if you've, uh, you know. I'm, <laughs> I won't I be celebrating barely. anything. I won't no, be celebrating no. any no, no, any, no, no. any win from Manchester City in any way. No, no, no. I'm not but what I'm what, I, what I'm saying as well is that look, you know, he's like he made his this he made his bed now sleeping it. I always found it a bit bit weird when you know people go back to their clubs and they don't celebrate. Um, like like you're you're not fooling anyway. If you loved the club, you'd still be there. So don't be any of the shit about not celebrating. That's my that that's that's just my view on it. And I know other people would would probably be fit to fit to uh, jump run onto the field. Yeah, I, I know, I, I know. I, I just don't. I don't think. I don't think this. I don't think you need to show respect. It's like, fuck. What does it mean to me? You're not my color, so fuck off. That's exactly. That's there. There. Like, I'm not saying that I will celebrate him or anything like that. I'll fuck. I'll I'll roar at my television screen and call him every name under the sun. But mm. for me, I couldn't like at the end of the day, you know, it means nothing to me if he doesn't if he doesn't celebrate. Like I'm hardly gonna go fair play, uh, lad, for not celebrating if you score. Means a lot to me. Means I'm a lot to me. Hate it as much. Back. I, th- I think it's all it's all about. I just respect. think it's fake. Anyway, and, sorry. And this this is coming from me who uh, who left one rival club to go to another and celebrated like he just won the World Cup when he scored against them. But I was only sixteen. I'll pass it on my defence. <laughs> but look, it's uh I, I think it's very respectful for, for him. And it just shows what, like, you see some players scoring against their old club. The likes of Adebayor when he scored against Arsenal for Man for Yeah, Man's that team. was a bit much, no. I'm not saying... No, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making an example. There's been plenty like that where, where people do. And we, we've had players come back and rub our nose in it at, at Villa Park. And it's not very nice, considering they've probably let us down when they played for us. So, yeah, it is it is disappointing when, the, when they celebrate like they've... they've Really won the lotto when 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 they've just scored against Aston Villa, but I I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, I think Jack will be respectful if he scored. That's if he does score. <laughs> yeah, and, and like that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not advocating like if he celebrates, he celebrates. Fair play to him. He's like he should enjoy playing football, even if it is against Aston Villa. Like he's not ours anymore until he comes back and plays. But and plays, and this is this goes for everyone, not just Jack Grealish. Until that player comes back and has claret and blue, he doesn't really matter to me anymore. Um, you know, it doesn't like he's he's he doesn't really matter to me anymore. So if he wants to go in and celebrate, yeah, I'm still gonna hate him as much as if he doesn't celebrate. You know, and, and when I and hate I use the word hate lightly, like in that moment, I'm still gonna be effing and blind and at him for scoring against my club. But I would do the exact same against Kevin De Bruyne if he scores against my club or Highland or mm. you know, somebody else. If if Nathan Ake comes up with a with a header at a corner. I'm still going to be annoyed at Man City scoring against us. That, that, that's that's just. But look, if he doesn't celebrate, that's fine. But you know, the whole he should show us a bit of respect. He doesn't need to show us anything. No player needs to show us anything, and we don't need to show any player from another team any respect either. You know, it's just it's that's just that that's just my view. But anyway, <clears throat> I didn't I didn't expect to have that rant on the podcast tonight because as I say I did as I did say we we are the we like to try and be the positivity podcast when we when, as best we can, but um. I'm positive about something, uh, and I think that there's going to be a change in the team, Paddy. I think there's going to be a change in the, in the team at the weekend, and I think John McGinn is going to come back into the team. I know we don't usually like to kind of go too far into the team, because we have the team sheet tantrum, which will be coming up on Sunday at 3.20 um, on Sunday, so GMT, 
But I think John McGinn is going to be in the team. I just have an inkling that they're going to bring him back and they're going to use his uh, his engine inside there. I, I would imagine potentially that Jacob Ramsey will lose out, but uh, I couldn't be 100% sure on that one. What do you think, Paddy? Do you think it might be a small bit too early for him? No, I wouldn't be one bit surprised, especially in, in an era now where we got five subs. If if he's proved his, his fitness over over this week, I, th- I think he'll be a starter. I think he'll offer that little bit more protection. Um, and... You know, if, if you're going to go down that road, does he play Dean and Moreno as well? <laughs> Possibly. So I don't think he drops Buendia. Buendia isn't I don't think he does. I don't think he does. But, his life. but there's, 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 there's a lot of things he could do with those two positions. If there's someone getting a lot of joy down that side, he can double up with those two guys. Um, but look, Man, idea, City, Man City can can hit you from, from literally anywhere on the pitch. So... <laughs> It, they could be getting joy all over the park, so it could be a completely different conversation come halftime on, on uh, Sunday. Riddle me this, Paddy. Think of this. He's put Buendia up top and moved Bailey to the to the right-hand side before. Now, John mm-hmm. McGinn comes in when Una Emery was here. John McGinn started on that right-hand side. So, here's one for you. Maybe Buendia goes up top, keeps him in the team. A stuttering Bailey maybe comes out of the team. Although, Bailey, Bailey's been... But he's been been like I, I I think looking back at that game I I initially thought that he had drifted in and out of the game an awful lot uh, the last day. Uh, looking back and watching that game a second time, he was on the ball an awful lot. It's just he kept on running into Christensen, um, who I when I watched it back again, he still caught my eye that that fullback. Just thought he was really good, really good positionally. But anyway, um, I think maybe maybe it could be a Buendia up top playing off off. Uh, um, a Watkins and then the two boys that Moreno, Dina on the left hand side, and John McGinn slots in on the right hand side. And you've got the likes of, as I say, Bailey to come off the bench. When if we were to go back into that low block of uh, that very, very deep block of six players, um, I'd prefer to have McGinn in there anyway, doing a bit to, to have his hassle work in there in, in that back six. And also, if you're if you're going to be putting Luca Dean in into a more central role and bringing back your, your left side of midfielder. Well, then Alex Moreno is perfect for that. And obviously we've seen him break as well. The more uh, the more I'm talking about it here, the more I'm thinking that that might be the way he might go if he does bring McGinn in. And, and look, I'm all for it, as I say. It's not sexy to play a six at the back, but Paddy, you know, if, if we get the same result as we did out of, uh, out, out of Spurs, there's no one here going to be giving out about it. Absolutely not. If we, if we, if we, have them submitting like Spurs did <laughs> it would be absolutely magic and no one will care who starts or who finishes or, or who came on to the, you know at whatever time I just don't see that happening I think I think that I think we're we're unfortunately coming up against a wounded animal here and I think we could be in for a masterclass for, from them I think they'll they'll because that if that news had broke later in the week they would have had less time to adjust Yes, there will be certain players going. What's what's my position here? Should I be moving on in the summer? You know, Pep did come out and say if they were ever in trouble that he'd move on. So there, there's a lot there's a lot of mind games at play. But I think they had enough time. Of course, they had enough time. It matches not till Sunday to 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 speak to the players individually to to get their heads together and have them ready to to fight a battle because they don't want to lose two games in a row or even drop any kind of points against us. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be worried about that in the slightest from their point of view. But we, we, we've just got to play our own game. And I think if we can get back to where we were uh, pre-Liverpool, pre-Wolves, pre-Leicester, <laughs> 
whatever way you want to look at it. The, um, unfortunately, those those three are still there. But, uh, you know, as you say, Brighton, great performance. Uh, away at Spurs, brilliant performance. Plus, the, the lucky lucky Paddy is going to the match, and I haven't seen them lose in over a calendar year. So, it's two calendar years now. <laughs> Last time you would have seen them lose would have been against Wolves, on the first time back, I would say. Yeah. Near enough, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. And like, if we, if we look at the fixtures, Aston Villa fixtures, it's just interesting that you mentioned that there. After the Liverpool loss, I'm just going back here through uh, to yeah, see. Liverpool so, lost and we played Spurs. Yeah, Liverpool lost, we played Spurs. Uh, Wolves draw, Stevenage lost, we played, played Leeds. So we do, ha- like, obviously, I'm not taking the, the Stevenage game into account considering it's a completely different team, a completely different competition. Mm-hmm. We've shown bounce back ability in that instance. Even if you go back to um, last against Fulham, beat Brentford. Last against Man uh, Newcastle, beat United. Um, last against United again, albeit in a different cup, beat Brighton. You know, so we we are on a stage whereby since Una Emery has come in, we haven't lost two in the bounce either. So, mm-hmm. um, and as I say, uh, Una Emery is very much a pragmatic manager whereby he's he goes out not to lose games. And I would imagine this is going to be a, not, a must not lose game at the weekend and, and, and I'll be happy. And and who said it there? Um, uh, Paddy thinks City or the City of all, they haven't masterclassed anyone. This, um, I can't actually think if they've run up a big score on anyone so far. No, I've seen them play well, all right, but they're, they're definitely not the city of old. We we definitely uh, we're definitely not going into the same the same uh, Pep team that was there even twelve months ago. So um, I, I said already that you know there is there is a glimmer of hope. If it was twelve months ago, I wouldn't have seen a glimmer of hope under Stephen Gerrard. Albeit we did put it up to them the last time we played in the Etihad and nearly cost them the league that day. Um, but they haven't they haven't been the city of old. There's there's definitely an opportunity there. I, I don't Bruce, I think that's I think it's unfair to call this team inconsistent when you've got a new manager over it. Um if that's uh, as I say, I'm just I'm just picking up in the one word, obviously. There's a lot of context that I'm missing in that, but um I think it's probably <coughs> excuse me, I think it's I, I I think it's slightly unfair at this early to call him inconsistent. Obviously we were horrendously inconsistent under Steven Gerrard, but uh we had uh, we were winning in, 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 in this competition, or we were picking up points in this competition, I think, that we shouldn't have picked up. Um, and I think realistically, if people were to were to be really honest with themselves, the only points that we really lost or threw away have been the Leicester game. Um, you know, the Wolves game, albeit a one-all draw, we were we didn't look in that game for, for, for portions of that game. We weren't, we're not a polished outfit yet. Um, so I think... Uh, and even if we do go out and lose, I think it's more so looking at structure for me. I think mm. the weekend, but uh, yeah, look, I suppose you could, you, you know, they're they're two interchangeable words, bounce back ability and, and and inconsistency. But um, we can only really really say uh, they're they're different words, if that makes sense. Uh, but I I I wouldn't I I don't really class it as inconsistency at the moment because there's a lot of learning going on. Um, now that could be. That could be silliness yeah. on my behalf. Uh, as it's still well, early doors as well, you know. You yeah. can't. You, you talk about inconsistency after a good good run of games, and I'd probably say 15, 20 games in, then you're looking at the consistency of the side. Still less than 10 league games, so absolutely. Yeah. There's there's the stat you were trying to remember, I think, there, Neil. That's the one. Yeah, stat. I was actually singing your praises prior to you jumping into the room. Um, 
because I, I gotten it wrong. I thought it was 69-9 was the aggregate win um, that they had at the moment. But, uh, yeah, they haven't lost two Premier League games in a row since December 2018. Uh, since then, they've lost 21 Premier League games. And the following games to that lost their record as 20-1 and one with an aggregate score of 67-9. to nine. And you know what we do, Paddy, when we, like we did when we wore the, the third jerseys and we exercised that ghost? We laugh in the face of bad... <laughs> Of bad omens now. That's what we do under Unai Emery. We laugh. We, really? we embrace that. We're going to score 69. We're going to win 67-9 at the weekend. I, lo- I, I love Kieran. Kieran's response to it. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran, did I see Did I see you talking about uh, about the lucky hat? You have to wear the lucky hat at the weekend. You just have I to. Always wear, I always wear anything lucky. Always wear anything lucky is right. Uh, Paddy, we've mentioned it and we've skirted around it and we've farted around mm. it for a while. But look, the big news that, get, that broke this weekend. And look, I'm going to be really honest. I've taken about as much interest in this now as I have in Tong- Togolese uh, Hopscotch Championships. Uh, at the moment, I, I don't really care, but I'm Paddy. I know that uh, this uh, you've done a lot more digging into it uh, than I have, but obviously, Manchester City have been cited, and there's an alleged breaches of up to 100 breaches of Premier League financial fair play. Now, it's the, the I suppose the interesting part for me is that, um, <laughs> well, actually, I do have more to more to, to, to say on this than I thought. <laughs> uh, I, I did have a laugh and a little chuckle because it's less it's what it's nine days ago, ten days ago, where I was putting forward the hypothesis, should I say, about Aston Villa playing by the rules with financial fair play. And I never thought that nine days or whatever, six days or seven days later, that something like this would break because it was often cited that why are we playing by the rules? And and I've juggled back and forth between financial fair play as a myth or it isn't a myth. Now, there's going to need to be something done on this, but um, it's just interesting, I suppose, since uh, Aston Villa do look like they have been playing by the rules. Regards to, and this this actually solidifies my thought, my hypo- hypothesis more, that Aston Villa have played by the rules financial fair play um, in the last transfer window. And uh, now the Premier League are pinging someone like Man City, it's going to be really interesting to see what the outcome is. And we'll <laughs> talk about the outcome in a moment, Paddy, but what's your, what was your view on it when you heard about it break the first time? Or the second time, um, the, the one this week, which was the second time, you mean? <laughs> second time they've been yeah. pinged for, for irregularities. Well, I laughed. And and the reason I laugh is we, we've been let down before because they were able to buy their way out of it the last time. They paid a 10 million fine and got away virtually scot-free. Um, I thought that was laughable. I thought it was pathetic by the European governing body to allow them go to the court of arbitration for sport and, and tell they were wrong. So they've come out and basically given a wishy-washy uh, financial fair play charge, which Man City were able to talk their way out of. If the Premier League have decided that there's 100 or more than 100 of these breaches that they're concerned about, like, I don't care if you're Man City or Aston Villa or Bury, or Derby, or Birmingham City, or all of these clubs who are hamstrung by, uh, you know, transfer embargoes, uh, not signing any young players, all all of these stupid, ridiculous, even uh, points deductions, uh, even look at Rangers, went out of business, 
went out of the league, went went right to the bottom and started again. Something at some stage will have to be done. And I think this is the Premier League in the last chance saloon to do something about it. If they don't, next season will be a free-for-all. When when this when this is finally decided on what Man City's punishment is, and if it's not good enough, financial fair play is as good as dead. Because the rest of the rest of the Premier League will just go, ah, sure, why bother? Let's run amok. Let let's spend over the top, absolutely over the top, um, on on wages, on players, and as a result, that makes the next transfer window for us absolutely critical for the club for the long term future. So if if all these things being equal and you know, if, if if they fail to to drag Man City over the coals and punish them properly, then this transfer next transfer window is going to be huge for Aston Villa. Otherwise, the the owners are going to have to have deep, deeper pockets than they have over the last five years, and we, we were we're seriously going to need to see serious investment to to even stay in the Premier League because you you look at the likes of Nottingham Forest spending absolutely astronomical money, Chelsea. Like well, many players did Chelsea sign this season. Nottingham Forest, I think, scored over twenty-three players. It's outrageous. So all of these Ar- things Ars is a bubble to burst. Your man doesn't have that cash. Like man well, doesn't, doesn't have that liquid cash at the moment. Like if they <laughs> anyway, I won't get into it. <laughs> they could stay up, <laughs> and that could that oh, could yeah, itself, oh, yeah. that itself could keep, could roll the cash in. Yeah, and I think look. Even if it, even if we went down, the balloon payments would be enough to cover it. They've they've already mm. talked about that at length. It's well well above my pay grade to be even talking about that. But all of these things just point towards, I think, if Man City are not punished properly, it's a free for all. Everything goes out the window, and what happens two days after this announcement from the Premier League? Somebody is storing the ship pot of the European Super League again. So that's another little shot across the bows of the Premier League going, well, we don't fucking need you. We can go into Europe and we'll, we'll still fill the stadium for Juventus or Barcelona or any other money-grabbing team that want to come and play European Super League. And then they talk about extending it to 80. And they talk about extending it to 80 to, to make the likes of Aston Villa's ears prick up. Because if there's 80, 80 teams in this Super League... That's yeah. That's what came out today. They wanted extended to eighty teams and have relegation in it. As a result, you'll probably get 10, 12 Premier League teams. So that brings us into the mix of of even thinking about being involved in something like that. So all of these things are just brought out to soften the cough of everybody else around Man City. But at the end of the day, we're talking about the Premier League. Premier League hundred offenses. They need to be punished. They need to be punished properly. Will they? Will I think? Will do I think they will be punished properly? Absolutely not. I don't think the Premier League have the balls to stand up to the likes of the Man Cities of the world, the Chelseas of the world, the Liverpools, the, all of these, all of these clubs, and I've said it time and time before that fill the coffers of the likes of the TV companies that have all the glory hunting fans all around the world that bring thousands of foreign traveller like me going going to the going to Manchester I will see nationalities from all over the world going to watch Man City and that's how it works when you're successful. And they're never punished. Isn't we've never seen them being punished yet. Ten million I'd say I'd say they laughed 
when they signed that check for 10 million for the last fine from UEFA. So it's time it's time for Premier League to show them who's boss, but I've very 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 little faith that that will be the case. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The only kind of difference I see this time is that they can't go to the court of arbitration for sport with this. Uh, it's with an independent panel now. Uh, apparently, once that independent panel makes their decision, it's final. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> so, but the big thing for me is it's going to take between two and four years for the decision to be made. We're only in the infancy, infancy here. It's going to, so speaking to the, to the city guys today, they said the expectation is it's going to take two to four years. That's why I couldn't give a fiddler's. About this whole not this whole story, they could have two Champions Leagues won by then. They could have four won if it takes four years. And what difference does it make to them? They'll have bloody golden statues of these players that they've bought bought on the financial fair play up outside the Etihad. They won't care. They get points deductions. They, it won't matter. Their fans will have celebrated. They've all gotten drunk. There'll be children born off the back of great nights in Europe and great nights in England by the time that the by the time that the these are. Uh, uh, are handed down. So that's that's realistically why I don't care. But my my tinfoil hat, Paddy, as I said, came on during the week, and that's what I said, that Man City, I, I said straight away the Super League was going to come up as soon as you, you know, as soon as as, as it was viable, because City were going to start pushing their, their, their clout that way. They don't exactly have the most scrupulous owners. Um, I think that's fair to say, um, allegedly. And, um, you know, they were always going to start pushing their elbows out here when they were threatened with something here. It's mob boss mentality. Like, you know, they were always going to start doing this. Once the Super League was on the table to be used as a threat the first time, it was always going to be used as a threat again a second and third time. Now, hey, watch this. I didn't know about the 80 teams. Fuck it. Sign me up. If it's going to be an 80 team Super League, sign me the fuck up. And I'm going to be as hypocritical and as fickle as the day is long. Yeah, sign me up. No problem. Um, But the, the big... The, I, I jest in that because I don't know anything about it. I just heard it about it for the first time. So that's a no for is, me. Don't don't fucking is, sign me up for something that you don't qualify for or you don't deserve all because yeah. you got wads of cash, load of shit, ruining, cash. ruining exactly. football, absolutely ruining football. And I just want to put Ad's comment up there. Ad hates the fact that it's been done yes. privately. It should be a trial available oh. to the public. That, that ad, I, I will draw your attention to VAR. Exactly the same thing. Can't hear what they're saying. Don't know what they're don't know what they're judging on. Don't know what their opinion is, and they can do it privately. It's all. I think it's different. I think it's different to VAR. But I, I like you. I want. I, to I, I'm just, mic'd up. Yeah, I, I want I to be mic'd up. I, I can yeah. under like look. 
there's there's going to be discovery and stuff like this in this case. There's going to be an awful lot of root and true stuff. There's going to be an awful lot of stuff that's going to come out. There's going to be people named. The viability for backlash from fans and stuff here. I can 100% see why this wouldn't be a public uh, situation. We're going to this is going to be leaked to high heaven. Absolutely leaked to high. If you think this is going to stay, stay between them and the independent panel, you're absolutely joking. There's both sides are going to leak what they need to leak to get the public on their side. This is going to be a trial by media. This is going to be a trial in the court of public opinion, and that's because that's why they're going to give it a two to four year, um, a two to four year uh, runway. Yeah. That the whole the whole problem I have here is the Premier League have already let down the other nineteen teams in the league mm. by the fact that they're going back ten years now. Twelve years, is it? It's twelve years. Why are they doing it now? Think, yeah, whatever it is, yeah. Why are they doing it now? It's pointless. So yeah. you know, you, you can say all you like about well I'll tell you why they're only doing it now because they probably only have rotten stone stone cold hard evidence of it now and they probably had breadcrumbs from 12 years ago that they can say well we saw this we saw this going on here somebody fucked up three years ago which I think was 2018 is when somebody fucked up with a with with an email thread and uh, the way the funds were being moved from company to company and stuff like that and then they were able to go back and say there were similar situations here but nobody fucked up in an email thread so we can make an inference that this has been happening since X date because of what we found in 2018 so i think that's why they've gone back is to just strengthen their case so i don't think the premier league are mugs in this at all i think it's one of those ones whereby you look what's going on over in the united states i don't want to get political or whatever because you know you look and you see that a lot of people are saying people are on donald trump's side they're saying donald trump shouldn't be put in jail people are saying he should be but there's nothing happening at the moment you've got one shot if one shot, and if it goes, if it goes right, or if it goes, depending on what way, what way you, what political persuasion you are, um, the other side of one shot, and that's the way the Premier League have here. They're literally have one shot at Man City here because if they get this wrong, it's as you said, Paddy. They want Premier League want to keep financial fair play. I think. I think they kind of have to for, um, because they can't see clubs go out of business and they can't have the turmoil that come but comes you, from. But you can't. You um, can't have. You can't have other clubs spending way beyond their means and clubs going belly up. They have to have it. Uh, that's it, but yeah. So that's why they when, thought they'd only one shot for this because it will go got, into the world. When you've got two or three Premier League clubs which are effectively owned by countries, they're not going to go belly up. <laughs> they're going to be financed yeah. to the hilt. But it has to, there has to come down. This has to be done impeccably and without any retrial or any, as you say, it, it has to be somebody coming and judging, and that's it. It's set in stone. The likes of going to that court of arbitration for sport and throwing oodles and oodles of money just, just makes a joke of it. So uh, I, I I heard a number of times that they can't over the last few days. It wouldn't surprise me if they did because I have zero faith in enforcing these rules because I, I've sat back and I've looked at Man City spending way beyond their means from from Joe Soap sitting on his couch looking at who's on the pitch for a team that's sponsored by all the same companies every year that uh, can't fill their stadium until recently and they've made a concerted effort to make sure mm. um, you know that people resell their tickets like there's, there's Man City season tickets in my family they never go empty because they're resold back to the club I can't resell mine back to the club but that's another story altogether. <laughs> I knew that was coming the second <laughs> season ticket <laughs> So, 
Look, there, there's loads of reasons why Joe Soap sitting on the couch can see that what Man City have done in the last 10, 15 years yeah. has been... And, and it's not only Man City, it's Chelsea. You know, we've we've seen Chelsea effectively buy trophies. We've seen Man United buy trophies. We've seen Arsenal spend, to a lesser extent back in the day, huge amount of money. Uh, we saw Man City spend the first £100 million player from us. You know, all of these things point to the fact of how 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 on earth could they do it with, with living within financial fair play is beyond me I wonder are our owners getting a bit squeaky about the fact that they bought Phillip Park as well I presume they did it in the correct way as opposed to the, like just because there, there seems to be a lot of shell companies not shell companies but passing through Etihad passing through Stat or whatever they're called I can, I can never pronounce that and then passing through like three four different companies to essentially I don't want to say wash or launder the money, but basically clean up the money. But all it was was essentially the club putting the money back into itself through these companies because the owners, the CEOs were the same. Um, and I think that's where, I, I think that's how they were initially kind of, that's where the smoke came from um, with regards to this. And then when they went digging and there's like some crazy things, like they were paying Roberto Mancini into like various different bank accounts from various mm. different bank accounts and stuff like that, you know. Um, but look, as I say, I don't want to speculate too much, and I don't know a whole. I, I I sound like I know I know a good bit about it, but I've just read like snippets and headlines in the newspaper, and the reason being is because I genuinely it would make me lose no sleep at this moment in time because we're playing in a different playground to them. We really are, you know. Go and beat them at the weekend, absolutely, and we we can beat them at the weekend. But financially, we've been playing in a different playground to them since since they gazumped us and and though i suppose the one thing that does piss me off Paddy, is when it when it goes back to 2007 2008 or whenever that is that it, the, the the time it went back to or even 2010 we were playing in the same playground then we were playing in the same playground then and then all of a sudden you know the that, new and that's why i think in. that's why i think you're talking through your hat with playing the same playground we're all in the same playground if we're if we're living between our means that's it's yeah all, that's it you yeah. know and and it's 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 about people spending way above their means and 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 fabricating stuff and that's what they're trying to find out you know who's to say we haven't done it who knows there's, i'd say there's many I, clubs I, that have done it I'd to a certain extent if we've done it i'd be but surprised it's, it's, have considering it must be it must be soul destroying you know clubs that clubs that i mentioned docked points derby birmingham city Berry going out of existence you know yeah. portsmouth Berry going out of existence will never be right it's 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 crazy. It's absolutely crazy to, to think that all these clubs can do this. It takes 10, 12 years for them to come back and and sort it out. If they bring it, if they if they make this decision wrong, the floodgates will open and football will be as yeah. we know it will be. We, we won't be able to afford a ticket for a match. That that's the be all and end all, and that and that's where yeah. nobody wants to be. You know, it's it it's a huge price hike for Aston Villa fans this year. We we can't afford to even. To sit at the same table as some of, some of the teams. If you if you imagine what they're paying into the Emirates and paying into Stamford Bridge and paying into Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and parts of Anfield and and not so much the Etihad Stadium, but uh, Manchester United uh, for the for the main seats, the the big seats are all really really expensive. So it's a long road ahead. I wish it wasn't as long. Why why they felt the need to 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 put it out in the public domain? I don't know. Maybe they had to. I, I thought this could have went on behind closed doors and they made an announcement when, when they got to, they got their findings together. But it's done now. We have to live with it and we have to get on with it and we've got to play them 
Sunday and for now that's really all I care about because as you say we 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 could all be dead and gone by the time this has even been spoken about again. Mm, absolutely. And who knows, maybe, another, maybe another two or three clubs will go to the wall before this happens. Yeah, Scunthorpe very nearly went to the wall recently. Poor old mm. Manchester United looking uh, for new Man's, owners. Uh, Macclesfield, Mansfield. Mac- they, uh, they, they, the Robbie Robbie Savage ones. This is it Mansfield. Yeah, Wrexham before the lads came in. Yeah. And there's a lot, lot of clubs, a lot of clubs out there that have um, arguably uh, a, as much prior to um, to to the money coming in at, at some of the clubs in the Premier League, like they have more um, history or contributed more down even through the through the the, the years of, of the football pyramid um, than some of the clubs in the Premier League, you know, and they're going out of business. And it's a shame. As I say, it'll never sit right with me what happened to Bury. Never ever will sit right with me because um there's people who want to do right by them and the the football league just stonewalled them at every single every single opportunity they wanted the club to go to business to make a to make a, a point and uh, for me it was absolutely shocking and there should be, I, that's one I think there should be a public inquiry into but anyway won't get into it um on Bradley has made a good point on it uh, he says I'd really give up football I think if the Super League goes ahead I think of the positive here Owen. Think of how much time we'd have back in our lives if we gave up. If we gave up following football, think of all the time. Think of all the activities we could do. We'd all be what free. else? What else? Is there? I would be anyway. Yeah, as we've been saying here since lockdown, Neil, football is the most important thing of the least important things. It's important things. Uh, Paddy, I'd see. You. I could see you on the X Factor, Paddy. If there was no football, do you reckon? Is the X Factor still <laughs> even good? Is, it, is that know. even good? I don't know. Tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, dressage, something like that, Paddy. I could see you teaching horses to dance or something like that. If there was no mm. such thing as football, how's about that one? I don't know. I like to give a, I like to give a shout out, Neil, while while you're acting the maggot there, talking about shit. <laughs> um, a lot of people mentioning Wrexham in in the comments, and I give a shout out to Martin Dutton who went down to the ticket office yes. in Wrexham to try and get myself and Stephen two tickets for Saturday with no luck. So it won't be Wrexham we're going to on Saturday. <laughs> oh. well, we'll find something more, something as exciting yeah. to do, I suppose. But and it's sold out. Wrexham is sold out, which, which I think is fantastic. I know they've no stand behind one of the goals, but I just think it's brilliant that that, that club is just going to be resurrected. And I look forward to watching them with, uh, and hopefully getting, all, getting to see them on the way to Villa Park at some stage, which I thought would have happened this weekend. But unfortunately, it was not to That's be. It. Not yet. My uh, a, a guy from my hometown, actually, he's a relation of mine. Uh, Anthony Ford was playing with Wrexham, and uh, I'd like to say congratulations to him because he had a beautiful baby boy called Paddy. Great name, great solid name, as you <laughs> as you I'm sure you'll admit uh, yourself, Mister Kelly. Uh, yeah, a lovely baby boy just before that Wrexham and uh, Sheffield United game. So on the off chance, on the off chance, you're listening, Anto. Fair play, <laughs> Joe. That's what I'd say. Fair play, to yourself. Somebody, somebody who. Uh, who will be listening, I'm sure, at some stage, and avid listening to, to our podcast is Mark Holmes in Australia. And yes, I, hope he mind, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning that his wife gave birth to a lovely baby boy yesterday. Did he? Did she? Congratulations. So, and they call the baby Ollie. I'm not too sure about the name, Mark, but anyway, there you go. Was <laughs> that Ollie or Marvelous? Well, I can imagine. Maybe, maybe he was winding me up saying he called the baby Ollie. <laughs> Some people have great taste, Paddy, not like you. 
<laughs> but yeah, look, congratulations, Mark. And uh, look, couldn't have been a better week for you because Cork beat Limerick in the hurling as well, Mark. And I give you that one. But the big one is in July. Come July. That's in the big one. is. Anyway, we're really, really... Um, Oh, from doors to doors, Man City will spunk will, will spank Phil. They, they most likely will. Uh, but we will be back with our with our predictions later on uh, for the team sheet tantrum. Paddy, you're I presume Paddy's going to be interesting to see what's the Wi-Fi, what's the the reception going to be like at, at the Etihad. It'll be interesting to see because we'll try and get you on as we always do for the team sheet tantrum. Um, there's a oh, I meant to say our secret weapon might be coming out on uh, on on Saturday on Sunday, lads. Secret weapon. I don't want to. I don't want to make any any guarantees on it. But potentially the Connacht lines could be meeting up at Taft's Bar in Galway again. We all know what happens there. Results come when that happens. I think we're undefeated better, so far. Better not and, you potentially just bloody make it happen because I I, I could do with any, any bit of luck this weekend. Considering yeah. I have to go back to 2007 to to laugh at the rest of my Man City supporting family. So. It has to happen this weekend. Can you imagine the slagging I got after the, the yeah. Stephen Gerrard slipping up again in May and, and taking off Philippe Coutinho and gifting them another Premier League title? So yeah, it has to come. It has to come and it has to come soon. Yeah. We have to. We won't get a better chance to beat them, uh, I, I, so. I predict, in, in the near future that, than we have this weekend. So hopefully we can go and go a season without losing to Man City. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be good. That would be good. And anyway, on that brilliant note, Paddy, I'm going to let everybody here go to, well, if you're here based in in uh, in Europe, anyway, you can go to bed at a decent hour. So it's uh, 20 past 10 here. Um, Thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Thanks so much, everybody, as always, for listening. We will be back with the Team Sheet Tantrum on Sunday at 3.20, and we'll be back with a post-match uh, podcast as well on, on Sunday. Um, but yeah, thanks for all the interaction. I know I didn't get to a lot of your comments. So do apologize about that. And um, we just got engrossed in conversation today. But normal service will be resumed for Team Sheet Tantrum. So bring all your comments and bring all your score predictions. But until then, everybody, stay healthy, stay safe. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.